Hi, you're in the right place. It's the Air That I Breathe podcast, but just a few words from our sponsors. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiration conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Air That I Breathe podcast, new series called Life Verses. God's Word is the breath of life, and the more you know it, the more you can learn from it, apply it, and live it. My heart is to encourage you to go out and be disciples of Jesus and live that abundant life promised from God. Romans. Where do I begin? Possibly the most profound book in all of the Bible. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. You know, if you're the type of person that likes a fluffy, cute, uplifting Bible story, I wouldn't suggest opening the book of Romans. I mean, it's theology 101 for Christianity. It's doctrine. It's historical facts. It's how we are to live life like Christ. And y'all, that's not through deeds. It reminds us of the messes of the world and that our freedom comes from Jesus and Jesus alone. It's where the Jews learn their traditions really don't matter much anymore. And it offers the Gentiles as a great example to how to be more like Christ. And whenever you hear the word righteousness in Romans, it helps us to understand that word very well because When we're inside the realm of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we are righteous in him. So the scripture I chose for this week's show is Romans 12, 1 through 2, his pleasing and perfect will. So newsflash, you can't live for Jesus and the world. You got to pick one. And because I've been in Christian ministry and I preach the gospel and I've lived a few decades, I'm going to suggest you live for Jesus because the world's a mess, the world isn't sustainable, and the world really doesn't care about you because it's really not about you. So that's just my little newsflash and disclaimer all in one. Before you can even understand what I'm trying to say, you have to really determine what your worldview is. You see, your worldview is your collection of beliefs about life and the universe. It's the lens through which you view the world or how the world is viewed by an individual or a group, aka politics, religion, society. Essentially, it is the perspective on how your worldview is interpreted. And I really don't have time to go over every single worldview on this planet, as I'm sure there are dozens, possibly hundreds, maybe even thousands of worldviews that have existed over time. And, you know, possibly we can all agree today that maybe there's more than there ever has been in all of history and humanity. And to some people, I think that's actually refreshing. But to others, including myself, that's detrimental. But, you know, possibly that's another conversation for another podcast. But what I can say, and we will go over what a biblical worldview looks like, 
which is also considered a Christian worldview, that God's plan not only is a perfect plan, but it's got so many fruits and abundance and prosperity in it. So a Christian worldview is built upon the framework of ideas and beliefs through which a Christian individual or a group interprets the world and interacts with the world, which means you follow the Bible as it is written, not diluted, not to conform to your agenda or ideology. It is written. It is clear. It is God's word. And just as a side note, it is exactly what the founding fathers of the current nation that I live in, in the United States of America, it's what they based the Declaration of Independence on. You know, because a worldview shapes the physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual dimensions of our lives, if you're not following a biblical worldview, then it's probably going to cause a lot of complications on earth. You know, if we believe God is the ultimate designer, creator, and ruler of the universe, including this planet, then when we go against the view that he intended for the world to follow, it's going to have a lot of conflict. And we can agree and debate this, but if you haven't turned on the news in the last 24 hours, and it really doesn't matter when this show airs, because the news hasn't really changed. Friends, Conflict is all we see. So let's talk about Romans 12.1. It's sort of bolded as a living sacrifice. So not to confuse you that there are deeds in a walk with Jesus, because there's not. But he came as a living sacrifice to give us freedom in sin. And so in Romans 12.1, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So let's break that down. It's not a deed per se. It's saying, you know what, Lord, I am going to give you the way I treat my body, the way I react to my body the way I express my body, the way I feed my body, all of the above as a living sacrifice in honor and glory to you, making it holy and pleasing to you because this is a form of worship. And the Bible explains tremendously that we are to worship the Lord God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our spirit. That's what that means. It doesn't mean what some people have diluted it to mean over decades and centuries of information. It's very, very simple. I'm not going to take drugs that can hurt me because that doesn't glorify you. I'm not going to live a life of sexual immorality because that doesn't glorify you. That is not holy and pleasing to you. Although we are not perfect and Jesus came and died for our sins, it's in your best interest to do everything in your daily power of just making good choices and honoring the vessel that God gave you. What can we do daily to offer that living sacrifice as a holy and pleasing form of glorification and worship to God? 
So here's number two, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So God saw, he saw that the world was going to try to conform us into believing we are not valuable without success and money. And here's what gives you success and money, which is sex, drugs, music. I mean, I could go on and on of how this world is trying to conform us into a pattern of living for the world. And most especially today, trying to encourage you not to live for faith because faith is a joke, is not real. God is not real. Jesus is not real and yada, yada, yada. But renewing your mind and knowing that everything that brings conflict and pain and suffering on this earth, whatever that looks like, that is not God. Because he's not the God of those things. He is the God of peace. He is the God of love. And he is the God of universe. And he wants only for us to live an abundant life in him. So how do we transform our minds? Well, we don't go seeking validation from people in the internet. We don't listen to what all of the bad information that comes from the news is trying to scare you into believing. And we learn about who God really is through his word. And it is very clear in his word who he is and his expectations for us. Gosh, go back to Proverbs. We talked about that a few shows ago. If we start to think like Jesus and infuse the kind of fruits of the spirit and the love and the grace and the mercy that God gives us, and we start living for what he wants from our lives and not what the world expects, which is trying to be so pleasing, try to please our families. We try to please our employers. We try to please, well, everything, everyone. If you're a people pleaser, you're not living for God. This does not suggest be a mean person. And this does not suggest don't be empathetic and don't be loving to our human beings. That is absolutely, of course, what God would expect from us. But renewing of your mind is not watching and viewing and reading into the bad information that the world is capable of spewing. So why? Because then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is for your life, because it's a good, pleasing, and a perfect will. If you learn the word, if you renew your mind, if you give your body as a living sacrifice to him, then you're going to find out why you were put on this earth because you have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. And how awesome is it that it's good, it makes him happy, and it's perfect. I mean, I want to live his will each and every day. There are six important components of a biblical world view. So if you want to know how to gain that, here's some insight on that. Number one, God is the creator of the world and he rules this universe. How do I know this? Genesis 1-1 tells me, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's all you need to know. No, please read more Genesis. Number two, the Bible is God's word for mankind and is completely accurate, including matters of life and its origin. Second Timothy 3.16 tells us all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. I mean, I just spoke about it in Proverbs. Just saying. Because of God, this is number three, because of God, 
and his word, absolute moral truth exists. He tells us this in Psalms 102, 25 through 26. In the beginning, you laid the foundations of earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them and they will be discarded. But you remain the same and your years will never end. I mean, if that's not hopeful, that regardless of the messes of the world and that things don't stay forever, they perish, people die, things wear out. God was, is, and will always remain the same. Number four, Jesus Christ is the only begotten son of God and he lived a sinless life. He died for our sins, he was buried, and he rose again from the grave three days later. How do I know this? First John tells me so in chapter four, verses nine through 10. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Number five, Satan is a real being, not symbolic, and he does seek to defeat God's plan for man. First Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. This is real, friends. He is real. He exists. But he's losing every single day. And we're going to talk about this in a few shows to come, which is Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. And number six, salvation is obtained solely by the individual faith in Christ's work on the cross and cannot be earned. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10 tell us, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are of God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good. Christ died to rescue us from the current evil on this earth. You notice how these scriptures, a lot of them say, not by what you did, but what God did. Rick Warren, who wrote an incredible book called The Purpose Driven Life, starts it off by saying, it's not about you. Friends, when you start to think in that kind of a mindset, you shift your perspective and your worldview, I guarantee you, you will see a light of Christ and abundance and joy through the messes of this world. And I'm sticking to that. Let's pray. Father God, you are my peace when my fear is crippling me. You are the arms that I have to run to when it gets to be too much to bear. You're the light, the only light of the world. And your love is always enough. And the thing is, I am learning more and more that nothing compares to your embrace, nothing. So I wanna sing, worship, and conform to who you are to praise the name of Jesus. You are the King of the Kings. And I know and trust that through all the suffering of the world, you show us what the other side looks like and that our salvation only comes from you. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So tune in next week. We are going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit, which is Galatians 5.23. I love this scripture. 
I love y'all. How? In the Air That I Breathe Ministries, go to my website at jodyhow.com. That's J-O-D-I-H-O-W-E.com. And also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You are loved, so have an awesome week. Bye.